Texas tatted on my arm, got used to know my back, cause I love the city I'm from, hands up if you feel that, I fall hard like a Texan, every Sunday catch me wrecking, belly fast to the men of sections, Hey, 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 everybody. It is time for your Browns Friday fumble. Fumble upon it. Don't try to pick it up and run. My name is Dave. I am Dylan. Brought to you by executive producer Craig Lindell. The Browns Friday fumble. Dylan, it's time. Well, it depends on who you are, Dylan. Okay. Are you, I got, I'm, I'm two, two minds on this. Is it time to hit the panic button? Hmm. Or is it time to hit the easy button? Which button are we going to hit? I'm saying let's just level with you. Browns, drop one to the Chiefs in the fourth preseason game. Um, I know typically... I got to be honest with you, Dave. You asked asked me that question, and boy, I'm sitting here thinking, what is this? Socrates? Is this ancient Greece? Is this... Yeah. Are we dealing with the philosophical... Like boner crunchers of yore, uh, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, tough game, tough loss. Ultimately, not going to matter because it is the fourth preseason game. But man, did it really feel like a dress rehearsal? Uh, yeah. It you you know uh, Romo and Nance uh, national TV game, and you know the Browns were really trying to get one back after last year's playoff loss. Right. So they played it like it was a real game. Um, but I'll tell you one thing, yeah. Dylan, and I'm hearkening back to the days of when I was a young lad and hated John Elway and the Denver Broncos. Oh, with a passion. Is Are these upstart Kansas City Chiefs who continue to do their racist chant the new Broncos that a new generation can develop a hatred for? Yeah, You know, I, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. I, I, I'm beginning to develop a real distaste i mean these i mean i can't help it these yeah these guys are they're just a little frustrating a little annoying they gotta they get a little touch of luck thrown in there they get a little touch of bending the rules in there man Um, and and you and you uh, you want to like them you they seem to be likable characters sure sure the media seems to play him up. The coach looks like a walrus with Gosh, his silly little mustache. Just so friendly. Just a friendly guy, but, but you know, you had him there. Dead to rights. Dead to rights. Um, and this is the panic button, easy button situation. Do you make the easy button move and fire Stefanski and Andrew Barry and tear down, you know, start over? Right. Aim for the number one pick. Well, try uh, to go after Mike McCarthy. Obviously. Yeah. Try to pry him out of Jerry Jones's cold, dead hands. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, or do you hit the panic button and just throw Baker Mayfield to the wind? Like, just say, all right, yeah. kid, you sink or swim. This is it. We're riding or dying. That's the panic button is you just put Baker in there. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the kid made a couple good throws, but uh, Dave, I got to say, uh, I think the real story of the game, since it was just a preseason game, I think. Yeah, just guys trying to make the 53. Right, you know? exactly. And so we got to do our job here. It's uh, it's just something that you do when you're in the sports media game. Let me put on my Tony Grossi analyst hat. Right, right. Um, you and put that on, 
I'm gonna take that off, and you can. Can wear I it use because it? Because it's kind of okay. It's pretty disgusting. Well, let um, me spray it with this. Hold on. All right, now I've got that it. Should on. be better. Okay, yeah. so right now we got to hand out some end of, end of camp scouting reports on on some of these hustlers trying to make uh, make a spot on the roster and uh, bubble guys, right? Well, yeah, the bubble guys, the guys I'll that admit, are. I d- mean, these are you're 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 talking about guys that are going to be able to provide their for their family next week, and guys that are you know. Well, I'll I'll level with you, Dylan. I was I was busy. This week, I did a few appearances up at Northfield Park, so you put this segment together. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm going to listen to you right, right as we go, and just I'll, yeah. I guess I'll provide some comments if I, you know, maybe disagree with something or something like that, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I put the reports together, and I, and I got to say, this Miles Garrett kid, he better come up with a better game plan in the next couple hours during that one of those spots on the line. I mean... Look, I get, I get that him and Jadavion they basically became best friends at the camp, you know. Yeah, everybody gets a camp friend. But dude, Miles, you but, have got to get your own quarterback sacks. This is not like this isn't. You can't make alliances uh, with these guys that you're playing with, and I mean, he gets up there, he he he's sitting there waiting for Clowney. Before he makes a sack, look, you see that lane open up to the quarterback. You take that sack, Miles. You don't wait for your buddy. Like, let him get his own. It's fine. And I'll tell you, if I mean honestly, if if there's even an ounce of doubt in Stefanski and Barry's head coming into last Sunday, I just don't think Miles did enough uh, there to punch his ticket. I mean, it's already a stacked defense, Dave. What do you think? Um, you know, I'm not going to look too much into this one. Miles Garrett's going to make the team. Uh, he's, he was a number one pick overall. Uh, he's kind of a freak of nature and his numbers have just been, uh, solid. Um, yeah, maybe I'm agree to disagree. Okay. All right. Um, I guess go, go ahead with your others, I guess. Well, Dave, uh, I mean, look, the Schwartz kid, gosh darn, uh, this kid looked amazing. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to be an option on the long ball moving forward, okay, especially with the OBJ question mark. You're back in the right territory then. Yeah, yeah, he did. He showed some speed. He's kind of a cool player. Like, oh, It's kind yeah. of cool to see what Stefanski can do with somebody with that kind of speed. You know, exactly. It's like giving him a new tool in his toolbox. I'm with you on that yeah. one. I think he's definitely going to be a standout for us. So I mean, on, the other the other thing is out of all these prospects, Dave. I really think Jarvis Landry, that kid out of LSU, he really had probably the best showing in this final run up to the roster cuts. I mean, his hands were steady. This guy was grabbing everything, every ball that was that that came his way, grabbing it like flypaper, man. Uh, also making a clear impact on the ball, uh, or I mean, making a clear impact off the ball given Schwartz some open looks downfield because he was drawing some defenders. This guy makes the final 53, no question about it. Dave? I agree, uh, no question about it. Uh, he's kind of the cultural talisman of the Browns. Like he, I believe his his 
contagious speech from School of Hard Knocks kind of proved that, that he was the, the difference in the locker room and the culture changed. What? See, we're saying the same yeah. thing here. We're saying the same thing uh, here. Okay. But uh, finally, obviously, here's my last my last report for you. I mean, this one's a clear... I mean, they basically pff, snail mailed this thing to us. I mean, Baker's not going to get the start, obviously. Uh, that finally, we're on the same page here. Right. Yeah. Actual starters, they never play they in never, the fourth yeah, preseason. Yeah, they never game. play in that game. And uh, I think it's good for the team, though, that they can put the QB controversy to bed. Oh, finally. Just get behind... Uh, Casey Keenum, yeah, top uh, Casey Kasem, uh, who's going to put the top forty throws out there every week. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. We're gonna we're gonna move it forward. We got you know, and then Barry's a smart guy. You know, oh. he knows that the expanded COVID nineteen rules, which I just read about, let you put more players on the practice squad. I think. Yeah. With Baker's obvious subpar performance in this last preseason game, mm-hmm. uh, he's I'd obviously say B, I'd say B minus. You're generous. You're great and more generous than me. I mean, did you see the pick that ended the game, Dylan? Got yeah. the The one hundred percent reason the Browns lost this preseason contest is because of Baker Mayfield's mistakes. There were no other players that had anything to do with it. So. I think Andrew Barry just got, you know, uh, one of his uh, Dungeons and Dragons stats must be luck because he got lucky that Baker put in that shit performance just before those cuts. I think he's going to he's going to clear waivers. I think he's going to be able to stash him on the practice squad, maybe see if he can develop a little bit uh, under Casey Kasem and and maybe you know bottom line lo- like kind of last resort could be a camp arm for 2022 so it like i said andrew berry getting lucky there solved his qb problem and might still have his project for the future <laughs> it's time to take a look at a little bit of browns news oh, yeah. News. A player runs the football down the football field. It's time for the coronavirus briefing. Uh, Dylan. Yes. Lot of COVID. Sorry, excuse me. SARS COVID-19 affected this game quite a bit. It really did. Dave. And maybe you guys, they didn't talk about it a lot Not on, a lot. on the broadcast. I feel like would have been responsible. No, I think they're kind of burying their heads in the sand a little bit, hoping that it's just kind of going to blow over. Uh, it's not. But there are a few events in this game that uh, COVID-19 really did affect. And let's take a look at them now. Uh, yeah. So Greg Lewis, assistant coach on the chief sideline and in general, very, very terrible human being, I'm going to say. Yeah, this piece of garbage. Uh, obviously, if you saw the photo of him or the video of him and his altercation with Ronnie Harrison, was not wearing a mask properly. He handed it over his mouth, didn't have it over his nose. And Ronnie Harrison was trying to keep a responsible social distance to him. He was yelling six feet, animated, like really animated, yelling six yeah. feet. Yeah. And... Then he got kind of tangled up in some other players, and then he tried to 
push him off and make the accommodating space and then accidentally made physical contact with him and trying to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after that, Ronnie said, you know what? I don't feel comfortable with that. I saw his mask. It wasn't up. I was close to him, closer than I wanted to be. And he he self-quarantined for the rest of the game. Yeah, and the, I, guys, we got to take a second and just recognize the kind of humility and the kind of responsibility and level-headed nature a player that, uh, you know, Ronnie Harrison, man, give it up for this guy. He is... He put the team before himself. He put the whole world before himself, yeah, Dave, he, for God's sake. So if he self-quarantined was out, he could have made some impact later, but you know what impact he made? Humanity. In other COVID news, uh, turns out there was a rumor going around about whether Travis Kelsey had a slight fever going into Sunday's matchup. And, you know, again, I the same lines as, you know, we see it in Ronnie Harrison, and we're going to see it uh, again here with the rest of the defense. I mean, these guys, what they're doing is taking the responsible course of action and uh, – they just left this fucking asshole open for a good 10 or 15 year yards of space on ba- basically they've every goddamn option play that these fucking pricks worked up over halftime. You know, they really did go to great lengths. And I mean that very literally. There there's so many lengths in their zone coverage that they just really didn't get anywhere near Travis Kelsey. Um he's probably one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, or maybe even to ever play, you know, if you look at it stats wise, but you know, to, to let him get a bottom line, bare minimum six yards on every touch, because these guys, again, for humanity, not just, you know, everybody talks about, you talk to, you talk to a lot of these NFL coaches about, oh yeah, uh, getting the vaccines, a competitive advantage. You know, none of our guys are going to be out. Well, Baker Mayfield, backup quarterback Baker Mayfield said in his interview, yeah, it's a competitive advantage, but it's also for humanity to not get sick like your fellow man. You don't want them to die of COVID. I don't want anybody to die of COVID. So the the guys on the defense, the linebackers, the safeties, they were just trying to keep a reasonable social distance from Travis Kelsey. I think they accomplished their goal because check the COVID-19 list. You're not going to see any of those guys on it. Yeah, I, again, I just want to give a huge bit of thanks out to our secondary and our linebackers for basically just not touching this fucking guy a single goddamn time he was on the field. You see that guy take off his helmet? You see Travis Kelsey take I, off his of helmet? Of course I did. Of course I did. You tell me that guy doesn't kind of have a, call it a face diaper, you know, not getting your 5G gene therapy kind of vibe I'm, going I'm, to him. I'm pretty sure that guy isn't tasting or smelling anything right Nothing. Now. Nothing. And he still came to the game, just like that asshole who still comes to your fucking party, even though, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to? Anyway. Uh, Let's take a look at the non-COVID injury list, Uh, what we would call the, lack of a better term, the real injury list. And uh, we're having a lot of problems, uh, Dylan, with Odell Beckham Jr., he sat for the last preseason game. Uh, they said the coaching staff had him go out, test out the knee, see how he felt. Yeah. They decided he couldn't go. He decided he couldn't go. And you know what? He's been taking a lot of flack online. 
and it's understandable. Uh, there, people are questioning his lack of desire, readiness, uh, abundance of caution, which is the new way to call in sick. You don't say you're sick. You're just saying you're staying home from out of an abundance of caution. Um, and I just uh, wanted to give a little shout out to all you guys on your phones and on your keyboards. Keep up the great work, guys, because you clearly understand what it takes to tear and then have surgery upon and rehabilitate a devastating knee injury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys, these guys definitely get a full grasp of the sort of, uh, I don't just work ethic that it takes to within a single calendar year, uh, to be able to come back and perform at like an elite level, uh, at a full contact professional sport. These guys get it, Dave. Yes. These guys get it. And I'll tell you, uh, frankly, they're saying, Exactly what these social media interns running whatever various Cleveland sports uh, Instagram page, it, w- w- exactly yes. what they need to hear. Yeah, because this is getting, because you know that whoever it is is running Cleveland Browns uh, Instagram. It's a league rule that he takes these comments down to Odell and shows him. Right. Not only does he take him to Odell. He's got to take him to Stefanski. He's got to take him to Barry. Mm-hmm. He he's sitting down with goddamn Randy Lerner, and he doesn't even own the goddamn thing anymore. Yeah, Randy, it's in the rules. So first of all, read the rule book. I just want to say this. I mean, gosh, you know what these guys are doing with their phones on their Instagram accounts, with weird uh, Greek statues as their as their profile pics. These guys heroes yes they are they are laying it all out on the line night like these fucking soy boy pencil pushing coastal elites that what do they do complete what seven years of intensive collegiate courses and ungodly amount of hours and residency rotations and passing three individual licensing exams through the process to ensure qualifications are up to par and then you know fucking finally receiving a board certification that's gonna allow them to earn a living at this profession that they've already invested really i mean kind of otherworldly amounts of time and energy and expertise into but and don't forget the fact that the only motivation that these people and this player have are to continue to make money using their athletic ability and physical prowess. Let's not forget that it is in no way Odell Beckham's motivation to not play football. Well, I mean, these these heroes, look, let's call them what they are, Dave. These are basically, this is like Band of Brothers out there, these guys. Yeah, I'm with you. These are the real heroes we need to be saluting. (laughs) Every time I see one of those guys commenting on an Odell post, I mean, it's like Captain Winters dropping into Normandy. Mm-hmm. Behind enemy lines. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like Normandy, but if like Normandy was Wednesday's injury report posted to Instagram. Yeah, it is. And, you know, a famous quote, you know, because these guys who are finally calling OBJ on his bullshit, mm-hmm. they're not particularly popular. No, and they might take some flack from other commenters. And I think uh, Lieutenant Winters would say, hey, we're paratroopers. We're supposed to be surrounded. 
And so if these sheeple want to just keep paying Odell his big salary for him to not play, you know what? If that's how you want to live your life, do it. But these guys are not going to stand for it. No, they're not going to stand for it. And, I mean, we're talking about, like, if, you know, it's like if Bastone was, like, instead of, like, a really hard winter where, like, a lot of your friends died and stuff. and In horrific ways. Horrific ways, yeah. Then you just watched it and couldn't do anything about it. It's it's almost like setting your lineup at, like, 12.53 on Sunday afternoon on your yeah, fantasy man. league. Mm-hmm. It's, like, just barely – it's cutting it close. Well, because you got to wait on the goddamn injury report to see if OBJ is playing or not. Yeah, thanks. Because I didn't have something better to do at 12.53. Like, eat wings. And even those are fucking wing shortage. Jesus Christ. God, I just got to stand up and salute these guys. I mean – just give them, toss them a like, toss them a retweet. They've earned that much from you. Yeah. All right. Handed a note here by executive producer Craig Lindell. Today's episode brought to you by Piranha Wiping Spray. It's a pyrethrum-based formula that's applied directly to you, the animal. This ready-to-use product provides fly protection and imparts a high shine to the hair when brushed out. A favorite of show horses, effective protection results from only two ounces per head. Wipe and spray is citronella scented so you know your filly's gonna love it. And it contains lanolin as a coat conditioner so you know she'll be satisfied. So get your Pyrana Wipe and Spray Fly Repellent at Tractor Supply today. All right, Dylan. Uh, we got a new team on the horizon. We do. Um, and you know what? It's Houston, Texas. It's the Houston, Texas. We played them last year, but Dylan, this is a very different squad. It is. It is. And much like when the Cleveland Browns hired Sashi Brown, who has orchestrated this whole thing that the Browns, the whole positive thing that the Browns have going, he came in, developed a strategy, and and worked all the problems, got it all figured out, and the Houston Texas are doing the same thing. They're following the bold plan, recruiting players from a good team. In this case, the Cleveland Browns. One issue that I hope doesn't come back to bite them is that the, the Texas were... Well, they didn't get any of the Cleveland Browns from when we're good, which is this year and last year. Uh, I believe yeah. they got a lot of the players from a few years ago when the Browns were terrible. So we'll, we're just going to have to see how that works for them this yeah. year. That's going to be that's going to be something to watch on Sunday for sure, Dave. Um, why don't we just uh, jump right into the key matchups for the week and 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 go from there? What do you think? Yeah, maybe we'll see some familiar faces. So the first matchup, keep your eye on this week, is the matchup between left guard and right tackle. I mean, we see it every week. That's right. It's another father-son matchup. This week, however, Miles Garrett gets to face his other son, Titus Howard. While last week's matchup with Miles' son, Orlando Brown, was a bit of a snooze fest, you know, I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from Miles. It's you let your kid win. You know, sometimes you let your kid win because, you know, it's easier. Parents, you're nodding along. It's easier sometimes. 
get the avoid the tantrum uh, at all costs. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes just the, you know we hate to say it. We don't want to. I don't want to have to drag blow, you scheming screaming out of this IKEA. We don't want to. Bl- we don't want to blow the the lid off the secret for all you non parents yeah. out there. But uh, sometimes you just avoid the tantrum. You'll figure it out. Uh, I predict, however, this week we're going to see Miles asserting his patriarchal position a little bit more, um, mostly in the way of like multiple strip sacks for touchdowns. All right. Uh, next, I think we got to focus on a matchup that we here in Cleveland are all too familiar with. Christian Kirksey up against the drum set, mm. trying to hit that incredibly complicated linear fill back in Kirk Franklin's gospel hit, Strong God on Sunday morning worship before kickoff. If he lands that fill coming out of the bridge into the fourth chorus, Austin Hooper is going to have to work a little bit harder to get past Kirksey, who will assuredly be levitating by this point. I mean, he'll just be on drum cloud nine. Uh, The spirit will be alive within him. Uh, Next matchup, Dave, we're going to want to focus on this Sunday is uh, Houston linebacker and obviously British Prime Minister Neville Hewitt. He's going to be caught in the frantic negotiations with his French counterpart in the European Parliament, also playing linebacker for Houston, uh, Kevin Pierre-Louis. Now, uh, Prime Minister Neville Hewitt uh, and Pierre-Louis will be... Basically, what they're going to be working on Sunday is just simple trade agreements, minutia. Uh, This is all from the Brexit fallout. So, again, we're going to see some sparks flying out of this battle it's not you know they want to be friendly but at the end of the day you they know, gotta get paid at the end of the day they gotta protect you know they gotta get paid the work they gotta get paid you know they gotta get paid final matchup this week it's it's really he tried to spread it out amongst some other people but it really comes down straight up tight end pharaoh brown who will undoubtedly be faced once again with another deadly plague sent by the God of Abraham. We've seen this a couple of times already. The Houston River running red with blood, the Galleria being overrun by frogs, and the most recent outbreak of lice in the Texas locker room. Based on the historical data, yeah, I think we're either looking at fiery hail, locusts, or just straight-up darkness on Sunday. And that's just something Pharaoh's going to have to deal with as he gets out of his breaks and uh, looks to catch the ball. All right, Dylan, preseason's in the books. Regular season, game one, home opener. How's it going to play out? Dave, we're going to win this game 26-17. to 17. All right. I, I feel differently um, this week. I think it's going to be 50 to nothing. I think the Browns are pretty mad about the preseason finale. They had a perfect preseason record going. That's blown. And I think uh, the unfortunate team that happens to show up is the Houston Texas, who will score zero to the Browns 50. All right, another new segment. Thanks to our executive producer, Craig Lundell. We have an exclusive update from Cleveland's own Betsy Kling. Uh, there's going to be some severe weather around 1 p.m. this Sunday, Dylan. And the good news for Browns fans is that this weather is all headed to the Houston side of the field. 
She's calling for 500 yards of Tropical Storm Baker to hit, with a few water spouts created, one that has a vague number 80 on it, and another with a kind of a 27-looking number on it. And these conditions could turn into a bomb cyclone if Anthony Schwartz gets free. You know, and the wind is not going to be the only problem caused by this storm, Dave. We're, we're actually expecting major chub floods throughout the entire Cleveland viewership area. Um, expect these floods to continue until after the game. I mean, that's just to be expected. Yeah, maybe even a little bit later, just depending on how it goes. Uh, and then lastly, uh, these chub floods and this tropical storm baker, it's going to make it humid. It's going to make it hot. And that's going to spawn some cumulonimbus Jadavian cloudneys. And they're going to open up and they're going to dump pressure all over Tyrod Taylor. And these winds could get up to 95 miles garrets per hour. So take shelter, Tyrod. All right, guys, uh, we got a little bit more uh, to get to you because, you know, what with 2020 being a year bedeviled by SARS-CoV-19, we've forgotten how to go to football games, Dylan. We just don't know how to do it anymore, obviously. And, you know, if you're like Dylan and I, you guys like to tailgate. We're out there. (laughs) We're in a Mazda 3 with a Browns helmet painted on the side. Yep. So... But because of just the long year we've had of SARS-CoV-19, we, we have a little trouble remembering the rules and regulations down at the Muni lot. But the Cleveland police uh, released something today to remind you guys the do's and don'ts of tailgating in the Muni lot, the pit, or where Dylan and I like to go, the BP gas station by I-90. Uh, because it's it's free to park, and it's easy to get out of there to beat the traffic. And I mean, I, I just pull up, put the put the hose in and you know walk away i mean i just put 25 bucks in my car like you're not gonna tow it i mean it's not really great place to tailgate but i guess here's all right here's the rules set forth by cleveland police look it's not like i didn't buy anything you know i know dylan i just wish we were around other people that knew there was a browns game like nobody else there knows that there's even a browns game that day Okay, number one, no open pit fires. This should not be hard for you guys. They're dangerous. There's no way to put them out. And you guys are all leaving to go into the stadium. You can't have a fire. That's just silly. Yeah, come on. Uh, kind of along those same lines, number two, uh, propane grills only, guys. No charcoal. Come on. Sorry about the flavor, but you know what? We're not, we're not going to Flavor Town. We're going to a football game. Right. All right, number three, no alcohol. Dylan... <laughs> Can you believe this, that they expect no right, alcohol? Like What? Imagine trying to enjoy a sporting event or, like, time with your family or friends or, like, or even a morning in general with no booze. <laughs> Count me out. No way. Uh, number four, saving spaces is prohibited. Look, if you want Derek to be in the ne- spot next to you, tell Derek not to take 20-minute shit right before you leave. Reminder that when bringing your modernist paintings on game days, do not bring any Mondrian paintings. Piet Mondrian is a hack and will be treated as such upon arrival at the Muni lot. Picasso's, Matisse's, Malfatti's, totally acceptable and celebrated. You know some people that work at the museum are going to be down there. 
So don't worry about those, but don't don't bring that Mondrian bring shit Mondrian. in here. You're gonna get laughed your ass out of the Muni lot, God. and they're probably gonna dump uh, Coke on you because there's no beer. Number six, no ins and outs. Okay, uh, I think that's code for sexual intercourse, Dave. I'm pretty sure that is. Yeah. Okay, p- uh, so please don't have sex. You will intercourse in the Muni lot. God, and no booze. <laughs> Imagine having sex without being influenced by alcohol. No Dude. way. Jesus. Not in your life. Do not, and I repeat, do not. This is a big one. I know they put it way down at number seven. Don't step on a crack. Sundays, it will break your mother's back. That's legit. I've seen it happen. It's not pretty. Number eight, all litter must go into trash cans. The city puts out two pretty big cans, so use one of them. Number nine, non-marking sold shoes only, please. Number ten, all horses must be kept on a leash, and you must clean up after your horse. This is a no-brainer, guys. Come on. Number eleven, no private latrines. I know you're trying to sneak your way out of picking up after your horse by bringing the horse house brand horse latrine. Uh, I feel obligated to say they're not one of our sponsors. We just love the product. And I know that you're also just trying to get Derek to shit in there instead of being 25 minutes late to the lot. But you can't do it. It's against the rules. Uh, Number 12, lastly, you must keep the lanes clear. This is a parking lot, guys, and this is about safety. Or is it, Dylan? Do you don't think that this might just be another chance for Cleveland PD and City Hall to cut down on unauthorized games of ball? You know what? It's so toxic right now, and this I feel like they're just the police department can do whatever just to shut down the games of ball. Overreach, man. And so you you whip out a football in the middle of the thing, they're gonna take it from you. And I just you know what? This is not a political podcast. This is BS, man. But it's but it's BS, man. Especially with no booze. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening this week. Thank you to Carrie Ryan for our ending theme. Thank you to our producer, Krug Loombler, for our executive producing. Dylan, you got anybody to thank? No, I don't. He's not grateful, you guys. In conclusion, my name is Dave. I'm Dylan. And this has been your Browns Friday Fumble. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the Partying, partying, yeah, partying, partying, yeah, fun, 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 I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. 
The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 